It's Tuesday the 30th of November. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee, how are you? I'm fantastic, Timmy. I'll tell you what, I've been caught up. I've been, you've been watching the new Beatles um, documentary, three-part series called Get Back. Unbelievable, mate. And um, they're rewriting the history books here and... Uh, just watching how these guys, the geniuses of, of McCartney and Lennon, actually sat down and actually come up with these songs that we now think are absolute legends of songs and and, um, and pieces of art, I, I would say to me. But it's, it's been really interesting to watch. Yeah, that's that Peter Jackson documentary, isn't it, with all that, that footage from their last album. I haven't seen it, but I, I did read about it, so I look forward to that. And it uh, looked so clear and looked like they got on better than what uh, was some of the reports. So, yeah, mate, enjoy it. I'll uh, be next in line on that one. Now, Warney, talk about next in line. He's at the front of the line when it comes to Mitchell Stark bashing. We'll talk about that. Brandon Smith, he may well be a rooster, but it's going to get messy at the Melbourne Storm. And Sam Mitchell at Hawthorne. Mm, Let's talk about him. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Shane, what happened with Mitchell Stark and Shane Warne? Were they at some sort of elite sort of buffet and there was one <laughs> prawn left and Mitchell Stark knocked it off and not Warney didn't get it or maybe for Warney it would have been the last piece of cheese pizza or spaghetti on toast. What's going on? He sledges him all the time. Yeah, he does. He has a real bean in his bonnet about Mitchell Stark. But I think Warney would would say in his defence, he would say that um, he publicly had a go at him before the last Big Asher series and he had one of his best ones of all time. So, you know, that's Warney. Um, Warney just thinks that he hasn't performed well. And look, and his numbers haven't been great. His last series against India, he only took 11 wickets at 40. Um, he did have a very good um, T20 World Cup, although he took a few wickets here and there. He just hasn't been consistent. And you've got another guy called Jai Richardson who's been playing a lot of the Shield games. He's already taken 20 first-class wickets this year. So it's putting pressure on him. But if you look at Mitchell Stark's overall record, it's pretty hard to argue. He's taken, you know, 266 test wickets at only 27. Um, and he's been a very, very good bowler. But the preparation for this series in particular has been very, very poor. Um, looks like we're going to miss out on another um, even warm-up match up in southeast Queensland due to rain at the moment, Timmy. No, no. So uh, whether see the thing is in that because I, I watched that movie recently about you know what happened in South Africa with the sandpaper mm. and then on to England and I thought it was outstanding. I really did. It was a great insight into the Australian cricket team. And Mitchell Stark was missing early on in the Ashes and they put him in late. And again, like you just said, he rose to the occasion. So it'll be interesting to see whether Warney's comments are a motivator for him. Now, the NRL, the Roosters look like they'll get Brandon Smith. He'll be a great signing for them if they get him. Uh, he's got that great experience. I don't think there's a player in the game that 
when they're near the line, uh, uh, that better, that good a chance of scoring tries. He's sensational, that dummy half. But it could be real messy out of Melbourne. Yeah, um, he went onto a podcast and basically just spoke so lovingly about the Roosters, which is pretty, pretty tough to take, I think, from the Melbourne Storm, particularly when you've got one more year to go on your contract. And, mm. you know, he just said all, all he's going to dream about now is winning a premiership in the Roosters jersey. So... Maybe it's a tactic made for them to try and cut him early, and um, and they'll go over to the Roosters early. But uh, yeah, we'll see there. But it was it was it was strange that um, he said the Roosters are a life club, and and, and they are. But uh, he's done pretty well at Melbourne Storm too. Yeah, and James Tedesco, their captain, heading to the altar. Uh, he posted that on Instagram the other day. Had a bit of drama recently, uh, James Tedesco, of course. But um, yeah, this is a, a lot brighter news for him. Yeah, congratulations to him and um, his long-term partner, Maria uh, Glenellis. I think they got engaged in their hometown uh, of Menangle. Uh, the racetrack is, Timmy, but um, yeah, they look very, very happy in the photo, so I wish them all the best. Yeah, Menangle is the the trotting track, of course. Used to be mm-hmm. at Harold Park and uh, moved out to Menangle. We used to have our school camps out at Menangle. Um, boy, oh boy, I didn't like camping. Uh, uh, Rich, uh, Richard Wilkins has always, always said he goes, why go camping when there's a, a very good five-star hotel just next door? Now, yeah. um, boxing news. Now, Anthony Mundine, this was interesting. Uh, look, he praised uh, George Combosis, who had that fantastic win the other day over Teofimo Lopez. But um, in the process, it's like Anthony has sort of relevance uh, deprivation. So he needs to start talking about himself very, very quickly. He goes, he goes. Before you say that this guy's the best, uh, you must remember that you know I was the best rugby league player, then had all these world titles. Well, uh, Anthony was a very good rugby league player, but he was not the best rugby league player um, because I was covering it at the time. He's an interesting case, old uh, Chock. He is, mate. He definitely doesn't suffer from confidence, that's for sure. But um, yeah, he did come out and he said that George Ferocious Cambosis is uh, is probably the greatest boxer we have now produced. It's a big call still, but um, he has enough titles to to um, at least prove that. But uh, yeah, Mundine said, well, he's the greatest Australian sportsman of all time. So there you go. Yeah, interesting. And Paul Gallen's going to take on Darcy Lussick. He's uh, he's certainly not hanging up the gloves, is he, after that last loss? He, there was talk, of course, of uh, another fight, but it now looks like it's going to go with Darcy Lussick. Yeah, you heard I was in training, mate, so he's, he's going to go fight Darcy now. But um, he uh, he's another ex-NRL uh, player. And there's a massive height difference here, by the way, once again, Timmy. Um, mm. mate, mate, I don't know how tall Gallen is. How tall is he? About five foot two? Oh, he'd be – oh, no, he's probably <laughs> – I reckon – He'd be about 5'10", maybe, 5'10", okay. tick over. This, this player looks huge, and um, but Gallon has the uh, a lot more experience than this guy in boxing. So um, I dare say Gallon might, might win this one. Yeah, it, it didn't bother um, Iron Mike Tyson, did it, the height difference. No. Um, even got up to get to the years. Um, this is really interesting, <laughs> these comments from Sam Mitchell at Hawthorne, obviously rookie coach uh, and uh, looking at 2022, but sort of posed the question, what are you capable of? And he pretty much said, I don't know. Well, I don't know if it's exactly like that, Timmy. This is um, off the back of the, the sort of post-Alistair Clark era, um, who's been a very – Alistair Clark. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a very um, uh, interesting guy. And, you know, Hawthorne mm. have missed four of the last five final series um, under him. Um, he doesn't want to put expectations on, on his team, 2022. Look, that they've done well in the draft that they picked up Josh Ward, but they've got James Sicily and, um, and, and Jack Gunston both coming back from injury this year. So um, it's looking pretty good, but I, I think he's just going to try and sort of 
be under the radar a little bit, um, get a few wins on the board, and then try and build some confidence in the team from that uh, perspective. I hope so, that's the case anyway. So you're sort of thinking that rather than not knowing, he's rather just keep his cards close to his chest? 100%, yep. Okay, we'll watch that uh, with interest. What about Ange Postacoglu? Talk about success. They're, they're flying along at Celtic. Mate, they are, and aren't they what? Um, they had a fantastic win um, at Parkhead over Aberdeen 2-1. Um, and all the press are saying that uh, Celtic were lucky, and he said, well, they weren't lucky at all. The winning goal came due to dominance in attack, and he's been very um, positive. And, you know, a lot of stuff when he, when he was coaching Australia, it was more defensive-based, but Celtic are playing a really aggressive style of football, which is great. Yeah, yeah, he's doing real well. I think it's eight straight wins. Ange mm. Postacoglu, they're um, just behind their arch-rivals, Angels, uh, Rangers rather, on the table. So uh, he's flying along in... Uh, uh, Scotland right at the moment. All right, hold on to your seats because we'll be talking tennis, NBA, F1 and more after this. Interesting news in and around the Australian Open. Uh, Novak Djokovic's dad coming out and saying that uh, he probably won't play at the Australian Open, Shane. I feel like saying Novak Djokovic's dad, shut up. Like, like mate... Um it's, it's very, very simple. If you're not vaccinated, you can't come out here and play. Um, we, we are seeing with this new new strain, there's going to be issues going on and on for years, right? It, it is, it's a horrible thing that we're all faced with. But his dad's saying this is blackmail against um, his son, and that's just absolutely ridiculous. That's as much air time as I'm going to give that one, Timmy. Okay, we'll, we'll park that yeah, in the cupboard, yeah. in the Shane Lee <laughs> cupboard, not to talk about. Um, a real good signing in the NBL. Of course, you know, the NBL is uh, is is in a strong state. There was a time there where it was just top of the pops. Everyone wanted to go to watch the Kings and, and watch mm. basketball, and then it just sort of fell off the, the radar. It's back now, and it's going to be helped by the fact that uh, big, high-profile players may come back. And Matthew Delavadova, of course, spent a lot of time in the NBA. He's bringing one of his guys over. He is, mate. A guy called Xavier Mumford, um, who's apparently an absolute gun. So, uh, yeah, they bring some high-profile US players back. Um, these two spent time at college together, um, and they they were gre- they greeted uh, Xavier to Australia down the beach, mate, like a good old, old-fashioned old Aussie welcome, mate. So, um, yeah, they're, they're um, I'm sure we're reliving some memories, but... Uh, yeah, they'll be playing some good basketball as well. What about um, the NBA player, with Ennis Cantor, isn't it? He's, <laughs> he's changed his name. We've seen some interesting change of names in music, not so much sport. This guy's changed his name to Ennis Cantor to Ennis Cantor Freedom. <laughs> mm. Timmy, what would you change yours to? Tim Gilbert what? I don't know. Big unit. <laughs> Big unit. I've got Tim. to know. That's pretty, yeah. On the spot, that's pretty ordinary. But I know. Tim, Big Gilbert unit. I like that, mate. That could, that could go places. It might get you a boxing fight. I don't know if it get you uh, a basketball game. In the blue corner from <laughs> from Guildford, <laughs> Western the, Sydney. The big unit. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Sometimes they just have too much time on their hands, these people. Um, yep. One of the great opportunities I had in my time, 20-odd years at Wide World of Sports, was to interview some extraordinary people, including uh, Formula One icon Frank Williams, uh, and mm. you know what a what a brand in Formula One. And of course, he tragically had that accident and spent most of his adult life in a wheelchair. And talk about overcoming the odds! The way that he led that team in the manner in which he did, and to sit down and speak to him that day it was such a career highlight because he was he was such a thinker. Um, but he's sadly passed at the age of seventy nine, Shane. 
Yeah, so Frank William, mate, and um, I read up on his stats. I knew this guy was dominant. Um, well, his team was dominant in the 80s and the 90s, but I had no idea that they won seven F1 titles. Mm. Um, and, you know, um, and, he, and he'd served 43 years with the F1, mate, 43 years in, in, in one job, um, and he stepped down um, uh, last year due to health reasons. And, um, yeah, he goes at the age of 79. That's a big, big loss for um, Formula One, but it's a big loss for sport too. Yeah, and, and, and an amazing sports story. I, I think there'll be a movie because mm. he was so severely um, handicapped, but like physically, but it, it didn't stop him, as you say, from nearly being in a top job for 50 years and being at the yep. elite level of it. So God rest his soul, Frank Williams. Um, now, a, a big change of pace from F1 to WWE um, and Ric Flair, WWE <laughs> legend Ric Flair, opens up on his departure. Um, from the sport. Big Rick Flair is not happy, mate. Thirty-year contract uh, is gone. Um, at the age of seventy-two, mate. He's um, he's uh, he's departed from the um, the World Wrestling Federation, mate. So uh, he's not happy, Rick Flair. But he, was he ever happy when, when he was wrestling, Tim? Oh, I don't know. He was always in, <laughs> was always in reasonable nick, old Rick. I tell you what, he used to get a good, some good spray tans. Oh, he was almost orange, wasn't he? Absolutely. Could have been one of the Oompa Loompas in Willy Wonka. Um, now, <laughs> yeah, right. with the colour the color of his skin, old Rick Flair. But uh, look, we mentioned Shane Warne at the start of, of the podcast because we were talking about his comments regarding Mitchell Stark and then he fall, fell off the motorbike. So it seems quite appropriate that um, we tell an old Shane Warne story to finish off today. Mate, Warney would always um, leave tickets for very, very high-profile people, um, and he would uh, he sort of subtly let the guys know, you know, I've, I've got, um, you know, uh, Rusty Crow coming and um, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, so we're in the 96 World Cup in India, and um, he kept saying, I, there was always notes under his door from uh, Russell Crowe had called. So Russell Crowe had, actually had called him. Russell Crowe was going over to the Oscars and wanted to take Warney as his date. <laughs> Um, and to the point, Warney said he was calling through. So we all sat in the room and Warney put him on speaker and he goes, hello, I'm Russell Crowe. And, you know, it was like he's a really Maximus. Um, but he, uh, he was saying to Warney, I'll send my private jet to pick you up and, um, you can come to the Oscars with me. We can go to the party and I'll have you back for the, for the next game, for, next game for Australia back in India. Warney wanted to go, but didn't have time to get there and back. But, uh, yeah, he's pretty happy that Russell Crowe was calling him. That's for sure. Yeah. I think it was Bob Simpson was coach at the time. There might have been a slight blow up. What? You want to do what? Well, you can imagine there yeah. the, the, the boys are sitting in, in, the, in their room watching the Oscars the night before a game and there's Warney sitting there in the front row with Russell Crowe. Wouldn't have went down very well. It's interesting. I, I, like, I've met Russell Crowe just a few times in work capacities, but he always seems to be on point in the role, you know, sucking on those Marlboros. I don't know if he still smokes, but it was always like sort of, yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, our wonderful sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And our great producer, Dan McHugh, back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.